Blog Talk Radio. Talk radio show. I'm your host, Minister G.R. Hart, and I thank you all for tuning in. We have a wonderful sh- show scheduled for you tonight. Um, a show that um, really um, I was going to do later in the year, but I, but I, I, my Holy Spirit told me to, to do it now, leading up to the holidays. And a show that I, that I, that I really believe uh, moving uh, into the, the new year, 2020. Um, the fact is, we we got to get our act together, and we have to do it on on a level that has never been seen in a hundred years. We as a people, uh, we have become so divided, uh, so separated, so self-centered, uh, so selfish that, that 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 same mentality has has rolled off into our children. Who are our future? And there are so many calamities to deal with. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna deal, I'm gonna touch on a few things tonight that I'm gonna deal with on an individual scale. But it all comes together dealing with family. So that, that's why I want to put it all in one package. Not, not gonna get too deep into detail, as I said before. But it all has to do with, do with our future, and our legacy. And even the churches, in some instances, are dropping the ball. Too often, church folks think that um, to reach our youth, we gotta we we gotta be you know hip hop and all these kind of things and and so on and so forth. And, and and that works to a certain degree, but but what kids won't they want honesty, man. They don't want you to to pretend to be you know you and your forties and fifties and you you trying to be cool and wearing jeans and dressing down and. Kids aren't stupid. They understand that, oh, you know, you're trying to get to my level. No, they're looking for leadership. They're thirsting for leadership. So be you. Stay in your lane. But be you and be ready and be there for them. So I titled this show, man, Family is Bigger Than the Bloodline. It's a godline of unconditional love and unity. Because what we're witnessing today is uh, uh, black folks, in particular, are so damn separated. All about their own child. And not about God's child, <laughs> God's children. 
and yet you want to walk into a sanctuary on Sunday and act holier than thou. But if you've seen somebody, child on the side of the road, sad or crying, a young girl, 10, 12-year-old girl, and you at the damn red light, you'll still ask to keep driving. Won't even pull over and find out what the hell is going on. Because you got to get home. Are you trying to go to Walmart? Are you going out for drinks with your friends? But yet one of God's children that he assigned you to, you go right by. And what am I ashamed that is? What am I ashamed that is? I want to give a shout out, man, to, to some black-owned businesses, man. Shout out to my dear brother, Donna Lane and, and my brother Press Lane, uh, PDNK Beauty Supply, um, and, and, and their lovely daughters. Uh, they own a beauty store out here in, 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 uh, in Roswell, Georgia, uh, off of Holcomb Bridge Road, PDNK Beauty Supply, man. Just Google it, man, and support this black-owned business. And shout out to my dear brother of Triple J's Pizza. The brother had a food truck. Now the brother got, he has two brick-and-mortar buildings in Midtown. Triple J's. Instead of Shaquille O'Neal investing in Papa Damn John's, he should have invested in Triple J's pizza and move this brother and his wife and his wonderful two sons from glory to glory. Again, self-centered. Maddie Johnson, what he do? He go with Starbucks a few about 10, six, 10 years ago, and he invests in Starbucks. What the hell for? He get them moving, put them in urban urban cities, get the numbers up, and then and then they, then the shareholders and the board members they buy back they buy back Magic Johnson Starbucks and close them down, <laughs> shut them down, give give a damn about they make profit, shut them down. I keep telling black folk, white folk don't need your damn money, nor your support. They really don't. Appreciate it because you turn a million dollar industry into a billion dollar industry when you're silly ass because you won't support your own. Now here comes Shaquille O'Neal silly ass trying to help the, 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 the jackass and Papa John's a little racist, and he's trying to get every a Papa John's in every HBCU instead of trying to get a, 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 a triple J's in every HBCU. He's trying to get a freaking Papa John's. Same thing is going to happen to him. He has a few shares of Papa John's stores he owns. They're going to buy a silly ass out and shut them some bitches down. You know damn well black folks don't eat no damn Papa John's like that. So why the hell would you get get involved in it? You know why? Because half of y'all got, got, got white business uh, advisors and accountants. Silly. Silly, silly, silly. So here we are, on the verge of moving into a new new year, mid-November 2019. When you look around, you see girls are missing every single damn day. Young black girls are missing every single damn day. Black and brown girls are missing too, but primarily black girls are missing every single day. 
every 18, 24 hours, there's, a, there's an infant or an adult of a woman, black woman, missing every single day. And if they're not missing, they're being murdered by the, by the hands of a black man. Black boys are missing just as much, but they don't talk about that. But our black boys are missing too. Or being murdered by the police or by another black man. So amazing. So many businesses are closing down in our community. And the only, and the only upside is black women uh, are, are the fastest growing entrepreneurs. But the whole, the whole push now is for black women to accept their boys being gay and accept interracial dating. <laughs> That's the theme now. Remember, this is an American nightmare that we're living in. This is a white man's heaven. No shade. No, no shade. This is our American nightmare. They want you to they want you to accept your your sons being gay and dating outside your race. And you not knowing that you're tearing down your legacy and God's promises for your for your life. God had a plan for every every individual on this planet lives. And we've allowed the world, conforming to the world, to change the trajectory and the direction of our lives into getting in where we can fit in and be accepted. No longer, no longer are we concerned about family, neighbors, Kids that, that that we didn't birth, vol- volunteering somewhere, ministering to a child anywhere, meditation, prayer. We didn't got so bougie now. We like, oh no, I don't go to church, you know, because you know we can smile and see it. Uh, you know, church, uh, 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 it, 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 it teach you how to be a slave. All this buffoonery. And the system is winning. They are simply winning. So amazing, man. There's one wonderful system in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's teacher. She saw she saw a need to step into her purpose. In her area, the kids are going to school, no food, no water. What did she do? She started a, a pantry so these babies can have a meal, something in their stomach to eat. Instead of sitting there saying, girl, that ain't my child. What did mama do? What did they do? All that buffoonery. Because you're so busy worrying about what Cardi B doing, what, what uh, Quavo, you know, all this buffoonery shit. And all around you, God, God is saying, when would you step up? Jesus told you to pick up your cross. Black folks say, damn the cross. I got to watch the BET Awards. So amazing. Wonderful woman in Charlotte, North Carolina, did a wonderful thing, and I want you all 
to listen to what, what this sister did. Right now, 40 students identify as homeless, and another 150 have an immediate need for food. But thanks to neighbors getting results, many are going less hungry. You know what's not public? How many kids are hungry in the school? Before the books and pencils come out, Shanna Ray worries about what her students have to eat. It's gas, right? It's like you put gas in your car. Food is our gas, and so they need that. And it, and it is. You can't tell the difference. You'll notice them lingering around in the cafeteria, or they'll ask their friends for food. As a first-year principal at Windsor Park Elementary, Ray prioritized starting a food pantry. All of her students get breakfast and lunch, but when they're gone, there's no guarantee. We actually communicated what we needed at the school to a parent who actually cares, not just about her child who attends the school. I'm always trying to figure out what I can do, if I can do it. Crystal Rich has taken on the pantry project. In a few short months, the storage room shelves are now filling up. And it all started with one grocery bag, thanks to Rich. Just imagine none of this was here. Not one pan. Not nothing. The mother of two works full-time with Hendrick Automotive Group, but it's clear she's looking out for the other 652 Windsor Wildcats. You know, your kids have so much, and there's kids that have nothing. Oh, my. Crystals and angels. It makes me feel great, but it makes me think, what else can we do? These women are Fox 46 neighbors getting results for hungry students in need. I present you with a pen. Oh, well, thank for, you. for all of your work that you all are doing. Their work is far from over. With the holidays ahead, the food on the shelves won't last long. Some people don't realize that one can are is 50 cents. If, you, if we're not asking for name brand, we're not asking for anything in particular. We're just asking for anything that anybody can get. My vision is to have so much food that we have to open up another pantry in this school. And Principal Ray says sometimes the kids are so happy and grateful to get a bag of food that they will actually skip away from the storage room. So if you want to help, please send me a message on my Facebook page, Ann Wyatt Little Fox 46. I would be more than happy to connect you to the pantry team. Wonderful story, man. I mean, awesome story of, of, of leadership in, um, in this school, Windsor Elementary School in uh, Charlotte. North Carolina, and, 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 and the women involved are black and white women. Again, it's bigger than family. It's a bloodline. It has nothing to, to, to do with immediate. Oh, that's my cousin. This woman, this woman saw a need, and they stepped up, and they and, and they walked in their purpose. And again, black men, where the hell are you at? Mr. Timberland, Xbox, where your ass at? So amazing. And I've always said teachers are, are, are child's, in most cases, teachers are, are the child's first role models. That's true. That's true because they spend more time with a child than, than, than some parents because if a parent's working full time and you stuck in traffic, and by the time you get home, it's damn near 7 o'clock. You might cook dinner or go out for dinner, and then you spend an hour or two in the, in, in the family room, and then it's time for bed. Do it all over again. So you may spend an hour and a half to three hours maybe with your family and your, or your mother and your father, but you eight hours in the school. <laughs> That's 40 hours a week they got you. 
Come on now. Come on. So amazing, man. So amazing. And the fact that the fact that black men are, are aren't involved, particular uh, dealing with our children, is, is a major problem. Now, shout out to those brothers last year that um, I think they wanted 50 kids. I forgot what city was in. They were looking for 50, 50 fathers to step in uh, for, to, to represent these young boys um, at a father-son thing at a school. And I think nearly 500 and 600 men stuff showed up. And that was a wonderful thing. But but unlike women, men, they'll do something for a minute and they're gone. Women, as, as you see, they continue. It's a part. Of, it's a part of life for them. They don't do something and then they go. They're in it. They build it. They create it. We just go out there, do our thing. Shout outs. We go. That has to change in 2020. That has to change if, if, if we're going to keep these young black, black and brown boys out of jail. Oh, maybe they got to change. I heard something today from my brother Neely Fuller, and Neely was talking about how in the future, when all these wars break out, black women, who are the fastest growing entrepreneurs, and and they are the smartest women on the planet, it's been verified. You're going to question or challenge me, not the Asians, not the Indians, black women. Smartest and the most educated on the planet. They're going to try to effeminize them or get them to to not deal with black men altogether. And what a demonic scheme that is. And that's what they're going to do. <laughs> they say, shit, you know, while we out here fighting all these battles in the Middle East and, this, and Russia and, and China and so on and so forth, who, who's going to hold down the fort? And they got to do everything, everything possible to minimize, even though black and brown will be the popular, to minimize them. And they've been doing it forever. So, so why not think they, they can continue doing it? Because what, what evil has known and what white supremacy has known is you, you really can, can, can kill people just from a mindset, from a, mind, from, from a mindset, I'm saying you ain't got to pull the trigger. You you control the media. You control the narrative of what they of what they see, what they view, what they think. You got them. I mean, every now and then you you have to step out and and, and assassinate a king or Kennedy or Malcolm X or something like that, and maybe others. But for the most part, the Al Sharptons and John Lewis's and, and, and Jesse, you just control their mind. And put a little money in their pocket, and, and there's some happy niggas. And they'll keep, they'll, they'll keep, you know, the people at bay. Control your niggas, in other words. Keep the, keep the niggas in line. Yeah, they may have to go out there and protest and all this and that, but don't start no riot. Don't fight back. J- just go out there and, th- and break a few bottles and, and break a few windows and stuff like that. And and uh, we got insurance. That, that's okay. And uh, everything's back to normal. Give them, give them old two chains and BET and Cardi B and Meg the Stallion and them jackasses are, are just 
sit on their asses and, and, and be entertained. It's the truth. Well, this story comes out of Philadelphia, man. It was published by PBS NPR. It talks about the Philly school. just came out last week. The Philly school knew about the toxic lead in drinking water, but kept parents in the dark. And by the way, they've already said that the toxic water in Philly, Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta, too, all over. In the urban cities, though. In, the black, in other words, in the black neighborhoods. It's, listen, it's systematically put in our neighborhoods. This is warfare. Warfare. They're not playing. And it causes mental illness. It causes hypertension. Kids get angry. All these things that they need to lock them up or kill them. Uh, I fear for my life. They understand this and they know this. And they're using scientists. Scientists. To prove if we get them this way, we can kill them. Dr. Amos Wilson, and I'm going to play him at the end. He made a wonderful statement. He said, this, this world won't end through violence, through militia, race soldiers. Back in 84, he said this. He said, no, it's going to end through scientists, doctors, people who live next door to you, the average-looking Joe. They're the ones are working in unison with, with, with government agencies and so forth to eliminate black and brown people, black people in particular, off this planet. How, did, how, how are they doing it? Food, air, water, chemicals. Yeah, they didn't came out and said all fabric, fabric softener that got that has scented, scented, scent, you know, the scented smell in them. They all have carcinogen in them. Now, who in the hell in their right mind would put something that has cancerous in a freaking laundry detergent? A, de- a demon, freaking demon. You guys stand by this thing. All oh, this is tied. It's the best. Procter and Gamble. They're the best. They're the demons. <laughs> Straight demons. This, this insert from this thing that's going on in Philadelphia, but but it's not just Philadelphia. Now I want you to hear this, but just understand this is this is nationwide what's happening with the lead in the water that everybody knows because they put it there. There's in the school function every day. Now imagine the school finds out there's lead in the water at astronomical rates, and he never knew. That's what happened to the parents at one North Philadelphia charter school. Keystone Crossroads reporter Avi Wolfman Arendt investigated and looked at the broader problems this case exposed. On a June day in 2016, teacher Allison Marcus says something happened to the water at Frederick Douglass Elementary School in North Philadelphia. One day, the water was water, and the next day, the water was brown. So brown, it almost looked like a sediment-filled cup of apple cider. For about a week, she remembers kids at the school had nothing to drink. She snapped pictures. She told her principal. But she and eight other current and former staffers told Keystone Crossroads that administrators at the school run by Mastery Charter never told parents. 
all the kids and families that trust us to not just teach their kids, but keep their, but keep their children healthy and safe during that school day. It feels like a betrayal of our commitment to keep their children safe. That brown water wasn't conclusive evidence of a problem, but it turns out there was a systemic issue lurking in the school's pipes. Over the course of about 15 years, the school failed three different lead water tests. Fountains were shut off or replaced, but the toxic cycle continued. Those failed tests occurred when the school was still being run by the district and again when charter operator Mastery took over. This spring, the charter school discovered four unsafe outlets, including three water fountains. One fountain was so bad it came in with lead concentrations well above the district's safety standard of 10 parts per billion. This outlet was more than 3,500 parts per billion. And it's supposed to be at 10? Oh, my goodness. Gail Glenn is a parent of three at the school. That's her reading the results for the first time. The tests were done in late March. Parents didn't find out until November, after we started asking the charter company questions. They don't want me to have that email because they know what I'm going to do. And I'm only one person, but I can bring some noise to them. This month was also the first time parents like Glenn and her husband Alfonso got to see pictures of that brown water from 2016. Oh, my God. It looked like mud. Like dust. Uh-uh. Professor Kevin Schneppel studies the impact of lead exposure on brain development and says disclosure is a huge issue for moral and medical reasons. It's a travesty almost when you have information about individuals um, that are being put at risk in terms of their cognitive and behavioral development and they don't know about it. Mastery's top brass says it has no recollection of the 2016 groundwater incident, but they admit they should have told parents far earlier about the failed lead test this spring. Network CEO Scott Gordon was apologetic. We should have sent a notice home at that time. In general, our policy should be if there's something that a parent is concerned about, you know, we should notify them. Uh, I'm not clear why that notification didn't go out that time. Even if they didn't tell parents, Mastery did act after getting the results. It cut off the water to the effective units and ultimately all units in the school. Today, students drink from water coolers. And that's been the case for more than a decade. Every time a water fountain fails a lead test at Douglas, the entity in charge has reacted and taken that fountain offline. But it's been like a game of whack-a-mole. Take one bad fountain off and another pops up. Parent Alfonso Glenn is fed up. What's been going on? I'm quite sure it's not just Delta schools, probably every school in the city of Philadelphia. The school district of Philadelphia has billions of dollars worth of deferred maintenance on its old buildings. It knows that because it did a comprehensive engineering assessment. Some lawmakers want to do the same thing statewide, but haven't been able to pass legislation. Without that, it's hard to know how many schools like Douglas are out there. In the meantime, what Douglas parents want are officials who will be honest with them when problems do arrive. Avi Wolfman Aaron, Keystone Crossroads. All right. I want to bring that to you, man. You just, just you really, really hear what the hell going on uh, worldwide. It's so amazing, man. I'm going to move forward real quick because I got so much I'm trying to put in because all these things I'm talking about, the lead, um, the, um, the water in Philly, um, food pantry, Charlotte. I'm going to do shows on all these things on a separate 
uh, case to give you give you statistics and details on this. But I, but but I, but it, again, it all it all flows back into family, and, and that's why I, I want to put this together for you to, uh, uh, this evening. Another um, story dealing with black boys comes from the Ed the Ed Advocate of the Advocate, and um, it says four troubling truths about the black boys. That, and the U.S. educational system. It was done a few years ago, but I wanted to bring it to you, man. See, most people like to think about American K, like to think that American K-12 workplace and courthouse are pillars of fairness. But statistics after statistics all point to a crisis among the young black men of the nation. And this crisis began in, in homes, stretched to K-12 to K educational experience and leads straight to the cycle of incarceration and increasingly high numbers. In America's prison system, black citizens are incarcerated, are incarcerated at six times the rate of white ones, and the NAACP predicts that the one in, one in three of these generational uh, black men will spend some time locked up. Increasing the rates of incarceration for black men may actually be a matter of improving educational outcomes for bo- black boys in America. It is peace. A broken window approach to educational reform, Forbes writer James Marshall Crotty makes a direct connection between dropout and crime rates. He argues that if educators will simply take a highly organized approach to keeping kids in school, it will make a difference in the crime statistics of the future. Again, they they know this stuff. While there are many areas of improvement that we can look at changing for more successful outcomes, successful outcomes for black men, I will discuss just four indicators that will illustrate the current situation for black boys in the U.S. with the hope of starting a conversation about what we can do to produce a stronger generation of black young men in our society. Number one, black boys are more likely to be placed in special special ed. That is true. He put me in there. I, when I transferred schools, I was a damn straight, straight A student. I went to this predominantly white school. Them sons of bitches tried to put me in special ed. And they did. Thank God I got out of it, but, but they did. While it is true that black boys often arrive in kindergarten classrooms with inherent and disadvantages, they continue to experience a behind-the-eight-ball mentality as their school careers progress. Black boys are more likely than in any other group to be placed in special education classes, with 80% of all special education students being black or Hispanics. Dr. Amos Wilson did, did, did a test some years ago that said that black black kids in general, boys boys and girls, they learn faster than any other race from the ages of, of infancy to the age I think I think age of one or two. And and, and this article is right. But as they as they progress on, then all the racism comes kicks in. And then the harassment treat them like a wet food stamp. And what happens lo and behold, they get disinterested in school. So amazing, man. So number two would be black boys are more likely to attend schools without the adequate resource to, ed- to educate them. Schools with majority black students tend to have lower amounts of teachers who are certified in their degree areas. A U.S. Department of Education report found that in schools with at least 50% black students, only 48% were certified in the subject, compared to 65% in majority white schools. In English, the numbers were 59 to 68% respectively, and in science, they were 57% to 73%. That is bull. Let me explain something to you. 
every survey that has ever been done has said that if, if, if black boys, black boys in particular, had more black men teaching, they would excel white boys and girls. That's why it's so hard for black men to become teachers. They get they, they get harassed so much about that. And again, all this deal with family, man. All this deal deals with family because my theory is this. I think even if your kids are grown like mine or you don't have any kids, I think you need to find out what school is in your community. Or, 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 let me take that back. You should find an urban school in your community. And when back to school starts, you need to take your behind up there and see what you can do. Talk to the teachers, talk to the principals and say, is there anything, are they lacking food? Are they lacking tutoring? But you need to do something. You got to do something. Or we're going to lose this damn race. I don't give a damn you, you sitting there with, with, with a, a cute zip code and you got a Lexington in, in a driveway or who, uh, in, a, in, a, in a business and look at God, ain't God good? I'm living my best life. Damn that. Because if they're not prepared to live their best life, we're in trouble. Thought about you. Everybody's responsible for these babies now. Even if you ain't got babies. Even if your kids are grown, my kids are grown. I'm too big. I'm too big taking care of kids. No, you ain't. No, the hell you ain't. The reason why you here because somebody in your neighborhood took care of your black ass outside of your, your, your immediate family, and you know that. Number three, we, number three would be black boys are not reading at an adequate level. We, we know this. Everything now is Facebook and YouTube. And number four would be the punishment for black boys is harsher than any other demographic. That we know, too. I don't even have to go to, to, to the statistics, but, but, but we know that in, in particular Chicago, it says 75% of all students are arrested in a public school. Let me say it one more time. In Chicago, 75% of all students arrested come from public schools that are black, that is. Come on now. And black boys receive two thirds of suspension nationwide. So amazing. So amazing. Wonderful article, man. You gotta go read it, man. And the educate. It's called the educate. E E D V O C H E. The educate. Go read that full article, man. It, it, it's amazing. No, it's no surprise, but it's amazing. I'm going to touch on one more thing, and then I'm going to leave you out with Dr. Amos Wilson and the situation with the missing girls. I, I spoke of it briefly a second ago, but this is no, no joke, man. And, and, and thank God. And shout out to our sister, um, Egypt. Um, she's a celebrity, um, entertainer. Uh, she, she's a host of um, many shows and so on and so forth. But shout, shout out to our sister, Egypt, man, for bringing this to us. Um, you know, women, black women in particular, have been missing since post-slavery. This is nothing new, and, and, and I know Egypt. I think Egypt's going to tell you it's going to be sixty-four thousand or seventy-five thousand. Let me explain to you, explain something to you. It's nearly a million. Don't you ever get it twisted. It's nearly a million. They're not even close to the surface. I mean, no, no shade to Egypt, but this is what they're reporting. But when I look into it, damn near a million. Million black girls are missing. These people ain't playing. 
and they're, and they're getting more bolder, and they're using people who look like you now to kidnap these, these girls. Boys, too. People who look like you in your community. Paying them top dollar. Well, ain't no top dollar. Nigga money. Because it's easier coming from somebody who looks like you in the community. You, you, you won't have your antennas up. Be mindful, people. I'm going to play this thing from Egypt. She's going to really tell you what to look for about these missing girls, man. It's it, it, it just amazing. Just amazing, man. Hey, guys, I just had to stop now and you my guest because there's something so important that I want to draw attention to. We're not hearing enough about how we, women, black women, are under attack. 75,000 women and young girls have just disappeared. And if you ask me, not enough people are talking about it. It should be all over the news, all over the radio. These are sisters, mothers, wives, our babies are just disappearing. Sex trafficking and human trafficking, human organ trafficking is at an extreme high. This is not random. This is big business that we're talking about. It's intentional, and people in high places know about it. We have got to be alert. We've got to be cautious, and we've got to be diligent because our lives depend on it. So I want you to do what I do. I mean, I'm literally, you know, call me crazy when I'm out with my children, but I'm always watching. You have to be. When you leave Walmart or you leave Target or you leave the supermarket, where did you park? Okay, what cars were next to you? What cars are next to you now? Are there vans next to you? Because you know what they're doing? When you go to get in your car, they're opening the side doors, jumping out, injecting these women, and they're paralyzed, and that's how they're snatching them. We've heard it from sex, sex trafficking victims, but that's exactly what happened. Out of the blue, someone grabbed them, injected them, and that's all they remember. Also, they're putting things on your front window. So now you get in, you get out your car, you go around to grab it off your front window, and that's how they're getting you or your back window. They, they have these little black um, uh, snip ties. They put them on your car, and you're saying, what is that? Let me get out and take it off. Forget about it. Leave it. Who cares? It's material stuff. If there's something on your window, you drive home, you drive to a safe area, you go to a well-lit area where there's a lot of people, then you take it off. But do not fall for the okie doke Your life depends on it. And I want you to make sure you send this video, send this message to every woman that you know. We've got to take care of ourselves. We've got to look out for us. Because the media doesn't seem to care as much as they should. We're not the leading story of the day. And I think that's what these sex traffickers are counting on, that people are not valuing the lives of black women. Please, send this to your child. Send this to your mother. Send this to your sister. We have got to be diligent, and we've got to be cognizant. Pay attention. Be alert. I love you. All right. That's, again, our sister Egypt, talking about missing white girls. And, and again, we're still talking about bloodline. We're still talking. We're still talking about this is bigger than bloodline. This is a godline. And all these things that that, that that I'm talking about tonight, we, we have to look. We, we have to be mindful that these things are continuing to happen to us uh, throughout the year, going into in 2020. I want to thank y'all for tuning in, man. Hope y'all were inspired by this show, man. I just wanted to bring you a message about family. And about we are all our brother's keepers. Don't you ever get it twisted. More than ever not nowadays. More than ever. More than ever. My grandmother would, would take care of children all in the neighborhood that, that, that were no kin to us. That were troubled or on drugs or what have you. Got, t- got kicked out for some reason or whatever. 
They came to my grandmother's house, got themselves together, and went back home. And now we didn't got so bougie now. And so educated that we can't deal with nobody. We don't even want to deal with our own goddamn kids. Part of my French, but that's the truth. Everybody keeps their t- tradition but black folk. Black folk want to always, that was dead. All that, all that foolishness. Jews keep their t- tradition. Italians keep their t- traditions. Indians, Arabs. Everybody but black folk. You know why? Because you're under, you're under the mindset of white supremacy. I'm sorry. They say, no, you don't want to do that no more. And black folks say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Buffoonery. I'm going to this thing again uh, with my, my dear brother, Dr. Amos Wilson. He's talking about the black family and the plight of the black family. And as we always say in part, you know yourselves, if you love yourself, and love yourselves comes about spending time with God. We thank you, man. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Again, this is Dr. Amos Wilson with the destruction of the black family image by white media. Peace and God bless. There's the group. Of course, we know there's another program under there as well. So, about how shall the American standard be represented, and can we now uh, make room for the demographic changes in the white family itself, and how should that family uh, be uh, evaluated? You'll note one thing, you see, I tell people often, the changes in the black community Presage uh, or to a degree predict changes that will occur in the white community. What you see happening in the black community today will be happening to the white community tomorrow. The interesting thing about it is, though, since it happens to us first, we get all of the majority terms. You see, the language does not change, and we get all of the negative evaluations. But you know, when the whites move into it to a measurable degree, all of a sudden, the, the, it changes. And you, you begin to change the negative description that blacks receive now to more positive and neutral description. And so there's a struggle now going on, you see. How should we name these families? Can we accept them because our own daughters are creating these families and these children? How should we deal with them? It's going to be interesting to see how that works out. You see, when you look at America, you got to look at it, too, as being ruled in part by a white male establishment, elite establishment, and, of course, by a ruling class. And you have class struggles going on within that community, and, of course, the class struggles going on across racial groups as well. This class niggerized the Africans. It prepared us to be consumers and not producers. And that's our major role today. And that is our intended role forever as far as the Europeans are concerned, is to consume. But unfortunately for them, they're so greedy until after they saturated the black consumer market, they had now to vigorize their own children and their own people. And now America is rapidly turning into a nation of consumers. 
kinds of production is being done now outside of the country. And we're beginning to suffer economically and socially and politically as production itself is beginning to move out of white American hands and the whole population is made into one big mouth to consume. And attitudes and other things that go with this kind of consumer orientation is beginning to occur in the white population. And now that population is letting these Asians do its thinking and Asians do its production and other kind of things, you see. So this kind of situation is going on. The the uh, Bill Cosby situation also, of course, represents demographic changes within the black community as well. The rise of the so-called black middle class of a class of black people. A class now that's being represented 